You know, many of us are like, oh, you know that my ex-husband, he did me bad, Lord. Kill him, kill him, kill him. No. You can't. You, you can't. You can't be. You can't be determining what kind of justice you want concerning that situation. I remember I've told you guys in the past how um, somebody stole from my mom and I, I pray that their lives will be saved. You know, God's justice can come in in any way. I can ask you now, do you want to see a million healings and miracles and signs and wonders happen or do you want to have a million dollars? I'll take the signs and wonders. Can you have both? I just said, can we have both? Of course you have your needs met, but like, this is how God's justice goes. There's, there's this woman who... Um, her husband was very wealthy. They divorced and he left the country and she was struggling because he wasn't paying any early money. So what she did was just crying out to the Lord for justice. And what did God do? She had an autistic child and what God did was heal the autistic child. So you begin to choose, how do you want your justice? God knows what is best for you. So instead of chasing after this man to give you money, you have your child healed. And there's a whole new life for your child. How do you want God's justice to show for you? Today, God is giving you the opportunity to recognize that you are welcome in. That it is his desire to make sure that you, you get back everything that has been stolen from you. It is God's desire that your life is restored. That every work of darkness against you is uprooted. It's a tar that God promises to uproot. And so the fullness of time for you might be tomorrow. It might be tonight. It might be in 10 years time. You also don't determine when that justice comes for you. The fact is that you will have justice and you deserve justice. I remember that scripture where Abraham was talking to the Lord and the Lord said, shall we not Tell Abraham what we're about to do, seeing that mm -hmm. he is a friend of ours. And one of the reasons God chose Abraham in that same scripture, he had said that because Abraham will command his family, his children, in justice and righteousness. So in all the earth, the one man God found was Abraham, who will command his children to follow justice and righteousness. God wants you to be that one man, that one woman that will command your family to follow God's justice and righteousness. Whether it be for your life, whether it be for your family, whether it be for your nation, go to the righteous judge. Let God give the justice that is needed. That's so beautiful. Gina said, we are told on several occasions in the Bible that vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Amen. Yes. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. He promises to repay. So don't get sluggish about this issue of justice. It is important, not just for you, but for generations after you. Because right now, the Lord will be placing some things inside of your heart. The injustice that were done to your parents done to your great-grandparents through your life as you cry out the lord will see that justice is done for you it is your right as a child of god 
and you should demand for it. It is your portion. How come this curse is transferred from the decon to the fourth generation? Blessings are supposed to be transferred as well. How come it's just the curses that we keep inheriting? So whatever came in the way and intercepted that blessing from being passed on to your life, we need justice for that. Because every time you have justice done to you, the kingdom of darkness is put to shame. That is how you trample upon that snake and that scorpion that has hindered your blessing, that has sat on your breakthrough, that has attacked you. This is the point where you're like, enough is enough. Your cry right now is in escrow waiting for you to claim it. He is willing to clothe you and to assure you of his portion for you. What is that pain? Let your voice be ready to cry out to the Lord right now. Let your heart begin to come into alignment with the revelation that Jesus Christ, your mediator. See, those are judicial terms. When you hear that he is the mediator of a new covenant. This is the covenant in the blood of Jesus that you are a part of. He is not only your mediator. He has provided his blood to speak for you. Mm, praise God. And so mm. if the Lord will rise up and go and defend the blood of Abel, how much more mm. will the Lord defend the blood of his son that is speaking on your behalf, right? So begin to search mm. your heart now because we're going to go to the courts of heaven today. That thing that the Lord has placed on your heart, I want you to get it ready. I want you to have it in your heart. I want you to hold it in your heart. You're a spirit being and you have access to God in the spirit. He made you in his image. He fashioned you in his image. This body is a covering over your spirit man. Your spirit man is free to connect with the father. Because Jesus Christ tore that veil and now gave you access. Because in the olden days, only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies. But through Jesus, you do not have to enter into a physical Holy of Holies. You are entering into the heavenly Holy of Holies. Because when the high priest entered into the physical Holy of Holies, he required the blood of animals from the earth. But Jesus Christ was not of the earth. He was from heaven. So he takes you into the heavenly holy of holies. And it's not the blood of animals anymore. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. He's your way maker. Gina says, praise God. Gina says, we have a job as believers. We are told to love our enemies and to pray for those who persecute you. Not an easy assignment. I love that you brought this Gina. People think that when you are saying God bless them, the peace of God upon them, that means you are not asking for justice. No. Gina, you've, you've opened a hole. Mm. We are connected. <laughs> Wait, go girl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we are connected to God. So we cannot carry anything of the devil in us. So no matter how Amen. evil, yes, sir. no matter what somebody has done to you, you cannot hate because hate is of the devil mm. and the devil will come and stand before God. He is your accuser. He will say, look, he's got my stuff. Mm. So I have legal grounds to afflict him or afflict her. Mm. 
So if we feel hate towards our enemy, we go to the Lord and we ask for forgiveness mm. and we ask him to cleanse us. And we begin to love that person and recognize that that friend, that father, that mother, they are not my enemy. The enemy mm -hmm. is the devil. Because I am not wrestling against flesh and blood. I am wrestling against yeah. principalities and powers and rulers in high yeah. places. Mm -hmm. So we want God's judgment to come. Sometimes God's judgment will come and that person will no longer continue that evil walk. Mm -hmm. What we want is that person, that physical enemy should break the ties they have with the mm -hmm. devil that caused them to afflict you and I. Mm. So when you understand that God is going to give you justice, honestly, there's no point taking hate from the devil. No, God is love. God is pure light and there's no trace of darkness in him. And so as a son and a daughter of God, we are taking everything from the Lord. Mm. Because we're demanding justice does not mean that we don't love. We're demanding justice because it is a requirement for us as children of God. Remember when Solomon, after he had made the sacrifice, the Lord came and asked Solomon. He said, Solomon, what do you want? Ask and I'll give it to you. And Solomon asked for wisdom to administer justice to the people because kings and priests are supposed to administer justice. And the Lord said, because you've asked for wisdom to, to know what is good and evil and to be able to govern this great people of mine, you have not asked for the death of your enemies. Mm -hmm. That's what he told him. You've not asked for the death of your enemies. You've not asked for riches, but because you've asked for this, a substance of my kingdom, because you have asked for this, upon which my throne is built on, I will give you that which you ask. But on top of it, there will be no man as wealthy or as wise as you in all the earth. And even your enemies, I'm going to take care of them for you. Justice. Amen. So I'm sure you guys have more reasons to begin to ask for justice right now. Praise God. That's the heart of the Father. I mean, that's more than... 500 mention of justice in the Bible alone. We could go on and on on this topic, but I'm glad that Regina brought this. Because you're trying to love that person, it's not that you should neglect justice. Ask for forgiveness for hate. Ask God for justice. Get what is due you. Because your children will be depending on it. Amen. See, when 9-11 happened, there was, I think, for everyone who lost their loved ones, um, like 3 million something, 3 million and something, an amount that they were all supposed to get. But they had to fill a lot of paperwork. What if some people didn't fill the paperwork? Do you think that everybody that lost their loved one on that day, you know, when that great injustice was done to our nation, do you think that everyone who needed that justice done for them, went and filled that paperwork and received that money. Mm. With that three million, I'm sure they'll be able to do great things and change their lives generations after. That is justice. But just imagine, this is only in earthly terms. Because of course, you can't say money can settle the loss of a loved one. It, it doesn't even compare. Even if it was a billion dollars, it doesn't even compare. 
But yeah. if the uh -huh. earthly system can give a measure of justice, how much more do you think God will give you justice? And that's what Jesus told the, the disciples in Luke 18. He said that the widow went before an unrighteous judge and she persisted in her demand for justice. And he said that if the unjust judge will give her justice, how much more the God, the righteous judge, how much more justice will he give her? So your justice might not come in the same form. Of course, Osama bin Laden was killed years later. That was a form of justice as well. It is your portion that empowers you. Sometimes you may not get exactly what you've lost, like in the case of losing a loved one. But what God will give you is just such an empowerment to move on in life because God will judge the situation. And he will give you justice and you will feel so content. Later on, if you keep reading the book of Revelations, you'll see that when God began to judge this evil people, those saints that were crying out, give me justice, give me justice. They were like, yes, Lord, you have given justice in the measure that we want you to do it. Good. Lena found the scripture for us. It's in Revelations um, 7 from verse 9 to 17. Please read that in your free time. The satisfaction God gives to, to his children. He's not going to ignore your pain. He's not going to ignore the injustice that has been done to you. Keep crying out. The saints were content because God really released his wrath on their enemies. God's wrath is coming upon your afflictor. But he's waiting for you. He's got it in escrow. It's all there for you. Are you going to sign for it? Are you going to take hold of it? Are you going to run with it? See, when you get justice, you are empowered. You will know that indeed my father fights for me. And remember, God will clothe you in clean garments. So not only is he going to wash you clean and wipe away your tears, he's going to add to you. Can you imagine God clothing you? Can you imagine God putting a turban on you? Can you imagine you being ministered to by angels? You are a son of the kingdom. You're a daughter of the kingdom. This is your heritage. It belongs to you. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts, and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about 
a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.